Welcome to Team Perry's Step Out of Line podcast, featuring co-hosts Perry and Lori Finkelstein. Together, they explore, meet, and share inspirational stories with guests who have made a positive impact in today's world. This podcast resonates with our hope to make this world a better place one step at a time through love, acceptance, and uplifting conversations. Glenn Hill, who is a musician, and we met Glenn. We actually met Glenn the first time at the Kelly Clarkson concert that we had spoken about with Jake Potts, that Perry's first and only concert. And Perry told me today that she remembers looking up the stage and you were playing the horn and you waved to her. And I don't know if you remember that. We were in the market. <laughs> she was in yeah. the air, which is highly elevated. And she caught your eye and you gave her a quick wave. And she was thrilled, obviously, by it. Yeah. And um, she loves your work. She loved the concert. She loved what the horn section did. We thought it was phenomenal. Why don't you tell us how you got started in the music business? Sure. Um, well, I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, that's awesome. I do remember that at the concert. Um, that it was a lot of fun. So I always love connecting with the audience and the fans. So it was a lot of fun to, to have that moment with you. Um, so for me with music, I started playing uh, music. Uh, I started on trumpet in the seventh grade. And we had this rotation band situation where uh, everyone in seventh grade had to go through like a music class, whether that was band or chorus or some sort of fine art, um, like literal art or um, literature, things like that. And you had to do that for like six or seven weeks. So you couldn't avoid band. So I went through band. I didn't want to do it. Picked up the trumpet uh, and I liked it. And so I did it for a few weeks, but the mouthpiece on the trumpet is really small and it's kind of hard to play high notes. So I asked my band director if there was something that was a little bit easier. And he said, try the trombone. The mouthpiece is a little bit bigger. And I did. And it was, you know, a great fit and um, ended up joining the band the next year and then started playing throughout the rest of uh, high school and um, ended up getting like a partial music scholarship uh, to go to college at Lipscomb University here in Nashville. And then, um, you know, just kind of kept playing. It, music was, it wasn't really the, the goal for me necessarily. I ended up studying finance. I was like a senior in high school. I went to this, or the summer before my senior year of high school, I went to this music camp called Governor School. And it was a month long program and basically that's when I decided I wanted to do music in some, like in some fashion. At that time, my experience was playing in um, like youth symphonies and orchestras and wind ensembles. So I was really more on the classical side. Be, you know, to be in the New York Philharmonic or the Boston Symphony or something like that. Um, and so I told my parents when I was ready to go to school, I was like, I want to major in music. But they were like, well, we don't think you should major in music. Um, because you might not get a job after you graduate, you know, and the economy was, you know, we were kind of coming out of the recession at that point. And um, they were really concerned about, you know, making sure that you're employable and, and have like a degree that can, um, 
you know, be kind of transferred in a lot of different places so you can have some, some sort of stability. So they said I couldn't major in music by itself. So I would have to double in something else. So originally I was going to be an electrical engineering major and a music uh, major and realize that's basically impossible because both of those majors require your full dedication. So I bumped the music down to a minor and I've always liked math and science and engineering wasn't the route for me. And I tried math for a semester and then ended up finding my way to business because I thought that was broad. And because I like numbers, I just kind of figured finance was my thing. And um, so that's kind of what I ended up finishing up with and then mired to music. So I graduated from college in May of 2017. And um, I was on my way back to grad school at Lipscomb. I'd gotten a graduate assistant position. Um, so basically I was going to run the intramural sports program and um, they were going to pay for grad school. So that was going to be a year and a half commitment. And when I graduated from college, I, I really didn't have really any idea what I wanted to do next. You know, here I am with this finance degree. Uh, I'm not really playing much music anymore because everything that I had been doing was more of in a traditional academic setting, you know, playing in the jazz band at school, playing in the wind ensemble, the orchestra. So not much outside of traditional academia. So I was about to start this grad school opportunity in August of 2017. And um, I get a phone call. Uh, I think this was July 29th, I believe. And I'm at home with my parents and I'm about to go back to Nashville. I'm from Memphis originally. So I'm with my, my folks in Memphis. I get this phone call from this random number and I don't, I didn't answer phone calls. I didn't know at the time. So I let it go to voicemail and uh, pick it up and listen to it. And it's this guy, he says, Hey, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so. I'm a trumpet player in Nashville. I heard you, you're a trombone player in Nashville. Uh, I just wanted to see if you're available for a tour this fall. It'd be a major tour. Uh, let me know if you're interested. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting. So <laughs> I call the guy back and I'm like, hey, sorry I missed your call. Like, what's going on? And so he explains to me that there's this tour going on and he wants to see if I'm available. So I tell him that I have, you know, grad school coming up. And it's a... Uh, Basically, the way the schedule was, it was every other weekend. So I was going to do Friday, Saturday, have the next weekend off, and then the next Friday, Saturday, I'd be back in school. Um, and so I'm thinking, okay, well, when is the tour? Because maybe I could do both because I'm not in school every single day. Um, and he's like, well, this is going to be basically from September to the end of the year. And so I'm like, okay. And so he's like, yeah, it'd probably be hard to do both school and this. So I'm like, okay. And so at this point, he still hasn't told me who the artist is. So I'm like, you know, this could maybe be like a local artist that has heard me play around town. Uh, Cause I had some friends that play in some bands around town just for fun. And um, I was like, maybe someone just heard me play and like, it's a local artist who's going in the store. So I asked him, I was like, okay, so who's the artist? And he says, it's with Kelly Clarkson. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I thought he was, he was very serious when he said it, but I thought he was kidding. And uh, he continues the conversation. And I'm like, is this real? Because here I am, I'm 22 years old at the time. Right. I don't have any experience on the road. Um, I'm like, really? Like, 
you think I can play in Kelly Clarkson, man? You know, like I just didn't – that wasn't my – I didn't have any kind of, um, I guess, like I didn't think that was possible at the time. Yeah. Send me your email uh, if you're interested, um, and uh, we can move forward. So end up hanging up, send him my email. He asked for a bunch of information, so I sent him my website and all this stuff and sent him some videos of me playing. And, um, you know, eventually the like, conversation keeps going. And then he's like, yeah, like I talked to management, we're ready to hire you. And so I'm like, at my mind, I'm like, well, am I auditioning? Like what's going on? Like, are there other trombone players that are going out for this? And he's like, well, we have rehearsals in a month right. and we'll have you come out to those. And, uh, you know, we'll just see like, you know, if it's a good fit after that. And so <laughs> here I am, you know, they send me the music uh, probably about two weeks later and I'm kind of rehearsing that and listening to that. And we had rehearsals for a week and then the rest is history. <laughs> it's crazy. You weren't even looking for it and it, it fell into your lap. How did they pick you out of everybody? How did he just call you? Yeah, I don't, I, what I know now about it is my jazz band teacher at, at Lipscomb. Uh, he is a drummer, lives in town. And he's friends with Kelly Clarkson's drummer. And so in the summer of 2017, uh, Kelly's camp was looking for horn players um, because they were about to go on this promotional tour for her album. She, her latest album, the Meaning of Life album, had come out in, I think, October of 2017. So everything leading up to that was like promotional stuff for that. And so this album had a lot of horn stuff go on. And so they were looking for musicians to tour. And so uh, Kelly's drummer reached out to my jazz band teacher and asked him if he knew any horn players. And my teacher recommended me. And I had no idea until I was there. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like my teacher said, hey, you know, I, I put your name in for this Kelly Clarkson thing. Like, I had, that, I had no idea this was happening. So when I got that phone call, it was completely random. No, Kelly Clarkson was... Not right. on my radar at all. <laughs> oh, you owe him a dinner, I think. Got to take. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Would you say because we were talking how Perry steps out of line in her life by attempting things that she never thought possible? Miami Marathon is one of them. Would you say this was a key moment in your life when you took a risk and you stepped out of line and you went totally what you were not going to do and just went? Yes. For it? Would you say this is the moment, the turning point? One hundred. One hundred percent. I have zero regrets about the decision I made, but in the moment, a lot of times you don't realize the levity of a moment until later. But for some reason, I realized that this was a turning point when I was on the phone call with him and things were getting serious. I was like, okay, so I can go to grad school, you know, and do something I'm not really passionate about. Um, but it was a great opportunity. It was like free grad school. Right. I wasn't really in love with the idea of going back to school, but I didn't know what else I was going to do. So for that moment in time, that was the best decision, like the, the best option until this opportunity to go on the road happened. And I'm like, well, shoot, when is, when is this ever going to happen? When is, when is Kelly Clarkson going to ever, you know, ask for me? You know what I mean? Like, so that was, I was like, you know what? For our, however how long this lasts, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. And 
I just took it, you know, and I, it, I think it was the best time in my life I could have done it. Um, a recent college grad, 22, didn't really have any responsibilities per se, you know? And so I'm like, I didn't, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. Um, so I was like, you know, I can pick up and go and then just figure out the rest later. Right. Um, so this was 100% a turning point in my life. So, sure. so since then, since the tour obviously is over, what have you, what have you been up to? What, what else have you done musically that you are very proud of that you've accomplished so far? Sure. Um, you know, with, I kind of have a different experience on the tour than maybe like Jake did um, because I was with the band a little bit longer. So I was Jake and Charles started um, like on this tour back in 2019, uh, the beginning of 2019. And I'd kind of been playing with, with Kelly's band from 2017, 2018. So we did a lot of um, like promotional things. So we did a lot of TV shows we did a lot of like, we did the Today Show like three times. We did um, Jimmy Fallon. We did Ellen. We did a couple of Jingle Balls and a couple of um, like award shows. We, we played the Billboard Music Awards. It was just like a lot of exposure in that sense. Like being on TV so much was just like something I never thought I wanted to do or would enjoy, but it was a lot of fun. And being around so many other high profile artists that I had listened to growing up, um, like meeting Fergie or like playing with John Legend or seeing Bruno Mars, you know what I mean? Or Justin Timberlake, things like that, that I just never think would happen. So those, those moments were really fun. Um, kind of since, you know, everything has slowed down now, I've really been focusing on my own like production. I make beats. Um, I'm big into hip hop music and, and trap. Mm -hmm. So I make a lot of beats that way. I'm kind of working on another um, like instrumental project. So that's kind of what I've been focusing on now. And then just trying to, you know, stay, you know, connected on trombone and continue to practice and work on my craft and uh, just trying to do that every day, you know, cause life is definitely different than <laughs> it's probably ever been. So here you are, you're a classical, classically trained musician mm -hmm. and you're doing beats and you're doing totally, totally the opposite of what you grew up learning doing. So every yeah. day be really an adventure for you and must be very exciting. It is. It is. Um, this was definitely like, it's so funny. I never thought of myself as being like classically trained, but that's 100% my experience. I mean, what, growing up, I played in uh, youth symphonies my whole life. I love strings. I love orchestras. I used to go to the National Symphony all the time um, my, during my freshman year of college because at the time they had um, like a discount for, for college students. So I could go see in a semester like unlimited shows for 30 bucks. Like I just paid 30 bucks at the beginning of the semester and then I could go anytime I wanted. And so I just love that stuff. And so it was different going from that setting. You're playing with strings. You're sitting down, reading sheet music. There's a trombone player either on either side of you um, or like there's two others in the section. And you go from that to, okay, now you have to memorize music. You know, I never had to memorize music before. Everything was always written. 
um, and then you're playing with, you know, a trumpet player and a saxophone player. It's not more of the same instrument. So that was a whole adjustment, you know, in terms of um, intonation, you know, blending your sound, um, articulation, making sure everybody is, uh, you know, the notes sound the same, basically being a section and not three individual instruments. So that was an adjustment, you know, like learning how to play in that kind of style, more of a commercial pop setting. Um, but it was a ton of fun getting to to learn from others and and see how do you do this thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you want to be a teacher? I mean, you sound like you have it in you that you can teach people, <laughs> um, you know, teach music. Would that be something that you'd be interested in doing or have you done it yet? Um. Honestly, not really. Um, I've, I've taught a couple of trombone lessons uh, virtually since we've been uh, in quarantine. Um, teaching has never really been something that I've been super uh, like passionate about. Um, I'm not ruling it out at all, but it's something that I've never just like, oh, I want to teach, you know. Right. Um, but I know you can always kind of do that w alongside whatever else you're doing, but... Um, I've never really had that, that bug per se. Um, but yeah, I've really just enjoyed like being able to, to travel and to perform. I, I think what this taught me more than anything is that I love performing. Right. Um, playing is fun, you know, and like jamming with your friends is fun and improvising is fun, but there's nothing for me, there's nothing like playing in front of other people and like trying to make them excited. You know what I mean? Because you think about it, people come, they pay money, they block off time or their schedule to come see an artist. And it's our job to make that experience the best it can be for them, you know? And like, when you have fun, I have fun. <laughs> so it's like a mutually beneficial um, experience, you know, for, for everybody. Right. So, and, and, we, and we feed off of your energy. You know, so when you guys get excited, that makes us get excited and we want to play better and tighter and have more fun. So it's 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 the most fun thing in the world to me is performing. And that's what this whole experience has taught me. Well, hopefully you'll be out there again soon. <laughs> I hope so. I know. I know you miss it. I know uh, <laughs> it's like working out at home. It's not the same. Playing music at home is it's not the same as being out there. Uh, yeah. I heard that you did a marathon last year. I did. Full I, did. I did a half. Did a half. What was your time? It was one fifty nine. Oh, twenty nine. I think. Did you know that you were so close to to hitting that under the two hour mark? Yeah, my goal was under two hours. So that was my second uh, half marathon. Uh -huh. I did the first one in Nashville. Um, my time was two hours and fourteen minutes, and that was back in twenty fifteen. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to do another half. So I did the one in, um, in Memphis, in my hometown, St. Jude. Um, one that I wanted to do my whole life, basically, because it's always been close to my house. Uh, basically, every, every December when they run it, there's a few hours in the day that we can't leave our house because they have blocked off the streets. Right. Um, so growing up, I was always like, I want to do that one day. And so I'm not quite ready for a full marathon yet, but half is, is, is manageable. And so my goal was under two hours. So I ran with the pace 
my, my goal was to run like a, I guess like a nine ten or a nine Oh nine. That's right under two hours. And, um, yeah, I got kind of close to the end and I was a little behind pace and I picked it up the last mile and, and laid it in there. <laughs> so it sounds like, uh, you're on track for, for everything wonderful in your life, for music, for keeping up with your, you know, physical activity and, and just enjoying everything that life has given you because it sounds, uh, it sounds like you really, you really on your way. So I'm so, sure. happy, so happy to meet you. Perry and I um, love seeing you in concert. We love the joy that obviously you played with and that you imparted upon the audience. So it yeah. really shows. Um, it's, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that we take for granted when we, when we saw you play, it was really wonderful. So thank you so much for bringing that to us. That and means a lot to Yeah, it was. It really it was, means a lot to me because like, I know not everybody, you know, tries to connect with, with everybody in the audience and, and that's, that's their prerogative. But for me, it's just like such a, such a surreal thing. It's like, by the time we had gotten to, that was a Long Island show, right? Yeah. By the time we had gotten there, I think that was in March. So we had done several shows at that point. So I was definitely feeling very, very comfortable, you know, being on stage and comfortable with, with the set and just like performing. And so once you kind of get to that point, you're like, man, like this is fun. And you're also looking towards the end. It's like, okay this was the last month of the tour. We only had a few more shows after that one. So you're like, you're dreading the end because it's been so fun. Right. So you're really just trying to live in the moment. You're like, I, it's, it's things like that, that I, that I think about now, you know, we're, we're all stuck at home and we can't go anywhere. You know, I, I, I reminisce about those moments uh, where we're playing on stage and we're connecting with the audience. And it's just cool to know that you remembered that and you, got something out of that. So it's like, it wasn't something that we took for granted either. 